Hey everyone, it's JC, the You Made New Podcast. Here we go with season five. It is 2021. It is time for a fresh start, a fresh look, and a fresh season on the podcast. And I told you, if you listen to the end of season four, man, I'm excited about this one. I, it's hard to put into words, guys. This, if I could only have you stay with me for one season, this would be it. And you're all like, it's too late. <laughs> I've already been there through all of them, Jay-Z. No, this one, this one's big. This one's big. This was life-changing, radically life-changing for me. Um, it comes from a manuscript I've been working on. I know I already said that. But if you're just joining us, uh, I've, I've had this manuscript, guys, on my computer for 12 years. I'm not even kidding. It's funny. I've published a couple of books other books. And I've even submitted this a few times, but I could just feel God going, not yet. Let that one cook like a good soup on the stove. Just let it cook. And and it has brewed and I've stewed over it and studied it and worked it. These ideas are very real to me. It's kind of my baby. This message is my baby. <laughs> it is so big. We're talking this season about pursuing spiritual health. We've done physical health, body, health, diet, all that. We've done mental health in season two. Talked a lot about emotional health. Now it's time for the big kahuna. It's time for spiritual health. And my subtitle of this season is what it means to be made alive in Christ. Now there's a reason I'm putting that there because I think as we dive into this, we think like we do with the other seasons. Okay. You know, I could really use some tips some suggestions, some things to, to strengthen my spiritual life, right? That's what we all think. I, I could do better in a few areas, could have some improvement. But when it comes to our spiritual health, this is different. There's something different going on than with our other subjects. This one goes deeper and it's bigger. And that's why we need to start right at the very root of the issue with our spiritual life. If you go to a doctor and you're having some symptoms and he just treats the symptoms instead of going to the root and talking about the cause of what is actually wrong with you, you're going to feel misled. If he doesn't really address it and find the right cure that if it's cancer, you want to hear it's cancer, right? I mean, it's not a fun diagnosis, but you don't want him to just say, oh, you're fine. I'm sure it's just a headache. You'll be sleep it off. No, we want the diagnosis. And when it comes to our spiritual health, This is a big one, but, but just like in that doctor's office, if we understand the true diagnosis, the cure will suddenly have so much more meaning to us and we can pursue it. We can pursue healing and health and being made alive in Christ. Okay. Let's start with a story we all know. I've used it before, but there's one particular detail we're going to pull out as we start to hone in on this season and what our key points are going to be. We're going to the story of Adam and Eve that we all know backwards and forwards. We're going to talk about the main command given in the Garden of Eden. We know this about how God came to them and said, you're not to eat the forbidden fruit. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Now listen, this is the part I want you to tattoo in your brain. God said to them, Not only don't eat of it, but he said, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. This is Genesis 2, verse 17. Heard it before, right? 
But now think about this with me for a minute. In the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now we know that they ate the fruit, they were cast out of the garden, but did they die in the day that they ate the fruit? Yes, they became mortal. Their bodies became mortal mortal, and they did eventually experience physical death. But that's not what God said. That's not what he said in the garden. He said, in the day you eat, you will die. And they didn't die physically. So what was he talking about? What was he talking about? And how does it apply to our journey for spiritual health in this season? Okay, think back into your scriptures. We are talking here not about physical death. We're talking about another element of the fall that came as a result of Adam and Eve partaking in the forbidden fruit and also us in our sin. When we choose to sin, to eat some type of forbidden fruit, we experience spiritual death, don't we? Not just physical death. Physical death was one part of the fall, but spiritual death is the other part. And I think sometimes we forget when God said, in the day you eat thereof, you're going to die. That, I'm going to suggest, is the death that we often forget comes right away. That concrete punishment in stone, boom, you sin, you're going to experience spiritual death. It's over and over and over in the scriptures. All over in Romans. Paul mentions it in Ephesians. James talks about it. John talks about it everywhere in his book, in his epistles. We've heard spiritual death um, described as separation from God. And boy, Adam and Eve did. They were, they were out. They were kicked out of that garden. This is the consequence of our sin. But here's the thing. Number one, I don't think it's very well understood. At least it wasn't for me. Um, I really began getting into this a few years ago and, and beginning to understand better. Wait a second. Something happened to me when I chose to sin. Something happened to my spirit, the death of the spirit. A deadness came over my spirit because of my choice to sin. Now, I remember um, teaching, I, this is stuck in my brain for years, but I remember teaching a Sunday school class years ago. I was subbing that day and we were talking about some of these things. I can't remember where, what we were studying, but the kids were maybe 13, 14. And I said, raise your hand if you think you're spiritually dead. And really no one, no, they looked at me with like these blank stares. And it dawned on me that day. I think often we believe that spiritual death is something that comes if we commit, you know, like the really big sins. It's for the people that are really messed up, Right. But take a minute. God said flat out, all mankind, like you f- eat forbidden fruit in the day you eat thereof. In the day you sin, you will die spiritually. And haven't we all sinned? Every single one of us. Romans 3 says that. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Like we all have. And we're living in a state of spiritual death, which here means when it comes to spiritual help in this season, We're not just talking about the Lord helping us feel a little better or do a little better or make some improvements. We're talking about him getting out the jumper paddles, putting them on us and jolting us back to life. We are in spiritual death. We need to be brought back to life. That's what this season is about. Not just a few improvements about Truly 
being made alive in Christ, being brought out of our spiritual death and being made alive in Christ. Now, why does this get me so excited? You're like, okay, spiritual death, JC, of all the subjects that you're choosing and you've been building this up <laughs> and that's where you're starting. That is not that, that exciting of a topic for me, but hold on, hold on. Now, go with me on this for a minute. We don't, we don't ever attribute the symptoms of spiritual death as something that we're living with on a daily basis. For instance, if I tell you, yeah, because of the fall, we all are now mortal. Our bodies are mortal. You can tell me a lot of symptoms that are not fun that come with being mortal. It's not just that I'm going to die someday. Absolutely. That is the worst of it. But it also means I'm weak. I can get sick. I'm kind of sick today. You might be able to hear it. I, I can get injured. My body can be diseased. I'm going to age. A mortal body, body has a lot of symptoms that aren't fun. Experiencing this kind of death as a result of the fall isn't fun. And we sense it. We get that. Our mortality, we know the limitations of our body. We watch each other and we watch ourselves deal with it all the time. And so we're familiar with that. But here's my question that I want you to really mull over this week. What does it feel like to be spiritually dead? We just described what it feels like to go through, you know, physical death, the change to be mortal and to get sick and old and tired and injured and diseased. And, but what does spiritual death feel like? What are the symptoms of it? What are the side effects of it? We're separated from God, who is the light of the universe, the, the light of everything. We, we were cast out like Adam and Eve out of the garden because of our sin. What happens to a spirit, to a soul? What kind of deadness comes over a soul because of our sin? And, and are we even recognizing? I, I was thinking, I spent a lot of years trying to kind of put these side effects into words because I don't think we walk around ever, never, ever heard anyone do this, walk around going, you know, I feel really spiritually dead today. It's just really poignant today. I'm struggling with my spiritual death, right? We don't talk like that. How do we talk? What are the symptoms? What does it feel like? Maybe we call it restlessness, hopelessness, emptiness, despair, Discouragement, depression, melancholy, that inner void, loneliness, anxiety. It, it, it takes a lot of other words that we've used a ton and we walk around saying that. I'm feeling so restless. I could crawl out of my skin today. What's wrong with me? So hopeless. I just can't find my way out. I remember um, one time writing in my journal that it felt like my pilot light had blown out in my heart. Just my inner pilot light was out. I just felt dead inside, just numb. Just, I didn't care. I was just numb. And that lasted for a long season. I'm not saying we feel these things every day. I'm not saying we walk around with the shroud of physical or spiritual death always. But maybe we do in some ways and we don't realize. We're just not calling it what it is. I thought the other day, you know, because the concept of being cast out of God's presence because of our sin, just like Adam and Eve were, separated from him, spiritually dead. I thought about the analogy of a teenager who maybe gets kicked out of the house for something stupid they did, right? And they're out on the street. It's a terrible story. 
But think for a minute, is that teen just going to be just fine? No, they're going to experience all kinds of, of loss and angst and unhappiness and sadness over the separation from their home, from, from their loved ones. Couldn't that also be afflicting us as well? Couldn't all this deadness and emptiness and, and restlessness and discouragement and all of these things that we maybe blame on our spouse or our kids or the weather or the traffic or our boss or our hormones, right? Not that those things aren't hard to deal with. Yes, those things can be challenging. But what if the, the true angst, the true pain, emotional, spiritual pain that sometimes we bury so deep we don't even realize it's there, but it's just kind of nagging at us and haunting us. What if that is what it feels like to be spiritually dead? What if that is the reason we're turning to food? We're trying to stuff and fill that inner void. What if the void is our spiritual death? Like I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. What if that is what it feels like? And we finally give a name to it. I'm not saying you have to walk into church and go, I'm feeling so spiritually dead today. But recognizing it, understanding, no, it isn't because I had a fight with my husband. Yeah, there's some issues in life that we have to deal with sometimes that are hard. But the underlying angst, the underlying void, the emptiness that thing we're trying to stuff down and fill by binge watching or by shopping or by, you know, getting away. I need a vacation. That's what I need. That will solve my restlessness. That will fill my emptiness. If it's spiritual death that's causing it, no, it won't. And how many of us have eaten way too much food and spent way too much money and binge watched far too many hours of TV and still learned it was still there? It numbed it for a while. It made us forget about it for a while, but there we are again with the same haunting sense that something's off. It's because we are experiencing spiritual death. We have been cast out, sh shut out from our father's presence because of our sin. And there are some symptoms and some side effects to that. But here's the coolest part, and here's where we're going with this season. And again, this is what just puts goosebumps up and down my arms when I talk about it. The tears are just right behind my eyes because I'm just, I'm just so floored by the opportunity of what we have to discuss. So again, we'll go into the scriptures in the next session. We will dive into the verses on this. This is just kind of a little introduction, letting you know where we're going. But because of the fall, we just said we experienced physical death. And we experience spiritual death. Physical death, we know Christ's solution for it, don't we? We all will be resurrected. That is this beautiful gift that we're taught in the scriptures. Resurrection will come and redeem all of the suffering that we've experienced as a result of these mortal bodies that will bring our bodies out of the grave and make them perfect and whole. Free from illness, free from ailment, free from suffering. It's such a beautiful gift. So that we know, but it comes in the next life. It comes after our death. We have to wait for that, don't we? We know it's coming. We're so grateful for it. But we have to walk out our life on earth until we can experience that sometime after our physical death. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The scriptures say we don't have to wait 
to overcome spiritual death. It's not something for the next life as well. We don't just have to slog through the rest of our days battling this emptiness and the misery and the struggles in this feeling of deadness, this feeling of numbness, this feeling of having my inner pilot light blown out, right? I don't have to live with that for the rest of my life. The Lord comes in the pages of scriptures and says, I can bring your heart back to life. You can be spiritually reborn through me born of God, lit up through my life, my light, brought back from this spiritual death to a point where truly we are made alive in Christ, where that inner flame reignites in such a way that it stays lit we're not just talking about a spark we fill every once in a while. Because, you know, he, he's done that for me in my spiritual death. I've, I've tasted that light that just kind of reassures me that it's going to be okay. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritual rebirth through Christ to the point where our inner flame is dancing, blazing, and it's staying lit. That is what we're talking about in this season. That it is not only possible... But if we don't experience this, we're missing the main goal of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came to bring our dead spirits back to life. He came to resurrect us spiritually, not just physically. But the spiritual part can happen right now in your beautiful little life. Right now in the middle of the dishes and the stress and the screaming kids and the deadlines and the traffic. Right now, your little heart can be lit up like a Christmas tree through his power. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't even, I can't even wait to go because the next session, um, I'm going to do two a week. We're going to do Mondays and Thursdays. The next session already, we are going to dive into the scriptures and talk about this promise. I'm not just making, you know, blowing out nice, happy promises that feel so good. No, this is scriptural. This is scriptural. I will never, never forget the day I sat, sorry, I sat staring at my scriptures, my eyes open to this for the very first time, jaw dropping to the floor, like, wait, what? What? I've read verses on being made alive in Christ. I'd read it, but I didn't understand my dear spiritual death, and I didn't understand what it meant to be made alive in Christ. I didn't get any of that. They were just spiritual words that had no application to my everyday life. Like I was just still struggling. Oh, we're going to talk about some cool stuff this, this uh, season. Stay with me. This is a journey. It takes a place of discovery, a a whole path of discovery. And listen, buckle up. We're going to have to talk about some tough stuff. But we already have, right? Don't you think in the first four seasons, you're kind of used to this. You can handle it. (laughs) We've got to talk about some things. But that, uh, I mean, if we can finally, in our next session, get the vision of what it means to be lit up through Christ, to be spiritually reborn through him, to be made alive through him, to escape finally once and for all the emptiness, the void, the deadness, have that flame lit, isn't it worth it? A difficult journey. Wouldn't you hike to the top of the tallest mountain to find out the secret of how to be reborn through Christ? 
I mean, it's, it's out there waiting for us. This is the journey we're taking. I hope you're excited to come along with me. Um, it, it, listen, let me just tell you one other quick story. And no, maybe I'll save it for next time. <laughs> I told you I was excited. I'm going to save it for next time. This week, this is what, in the next few days, what I want you to do. I want you to chew on the idea of spiritual death. Maybe even get into the scriptures and, and read some verses on it. But the biggest part is I want you to ask yourself, how do I experience it? Do I even realize I'm spiritually dead? What has it felt like for me? What language have I used to describe the misery of my life that I thought was something else? And it maybe could actually be the fact that I'm spiritually dead. Do I understand this doctrine? Again, we're going to we're going to read some verses on this next time. We're going to we're going to not just leave it at that. We're going to go deeper. But what do I think about it right now? And how would that impact my journey in life if I better understood the impact of this consequence of the fall? For in the day that I ate the forbidden fruit and we all have, God said you you will experience death and we have. What has it felt like for you? How does how does it plague you? How have you struggled? And are you ready? Are you to that point where you're ready to experience rebirth in Christ? Chew on that. Think, pray, study, journal a little bit, and join me again in a few days as we dive into session two.